Vernon, Vernon, the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all. When you focus solely on indoor comfort for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. Get your heating or cooling system tuned by a Vernon specialist today for only $69. Vernon's 60 to 90 minutes of meticulous system inspection guarantees energy savings or the tune-up is free. Now that's a value. Go to vernonheating.com. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. The Custard TV Podcast. Hello, my name is Luke. I'm back again after a week's absence. And I'm joined by the man who's always on the podcast, unless he's not, Gary. Greetings. And the man who's always on the podcast, because we don't do one if he's not, Matt. Watch here. Gary is naked today on the podcast. No, 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 that's not true. I went out to go and get my hair cut on Saturday after having breakfast. You did a good job. (laughs) And uh, when I was there, the barber's was empty, which it never normally is. It's normally very busy. And he said to me as I sat down in the chair, he said, oh, we're going to shut down for two weeks in a week's time because uh, we're going to have the shop refurbished. And I suddenly thought, oh, it's summer coming. I said, how much for a wet shave? take the beard off and he told me and i said yeah okay do it so i was originally just going to get a trim but i thought no let's let's start again and already i've got a bit of a what you call a five o'clock shadow and it will be coming back because i will not be shaving i used to use more loo roll on my face than anywhere else when i used oh, to shave. stop see now we've started something so, now the images are rolling around in my head yeah Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our staff. Gary. I've never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. The telly-obsessed trio. Enjoy your show, boy. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Okay, so so how long will it take to get back to full Gary Beard? If you want, I don't to do know. Now. I'll plot that and make sure I reveal it on the podcast. So it's been, Please do. It's been five days so far. You can periscope and, it again. And, well, look, look. If I go, can you hear the the stubble? Not really. Your mic's no, not no. that good. <laughs> no mic in the world is that good. Oh, yeah. now I hear. Oh something. no! Yeah, that that was that was the stubble already on the chin. So. Or or is it oh. you're rubbing you're rubbing a piece of toast on the desk? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking sandpaper. I know where your your mind always goes to food straight away. Uh, But yes, no, the the beard will come back. Don't panic. So some surprising news from Channel Four this week, as their sort of head Jay Hunt, who we used to talk about a lot on the podcast, uh, is leaving. She's she's leaving, and uh, will step down from her job as head of the channel in September. They have a replacement named Alex. Somebody. Another lady woman. Good name. Um, yeah. Because we've met her several times, me and Lee. We have. She, she's lovely. She's lovely. But before we met her, I, I listened back to some old podcasts recently. And, oh, uh, yeah. 
we were sort of slagging her off every week when things like Sex Box and the Man with the Ten Stone Testicles were on because we just thought... Oh, the glory days, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, but in was... other words, shows that should have been on Channel 5. Because she'd come from BBC One and I particularly remember saying she's just doing things she could have never got away with on BBC yeah, One. Yeah, I remember you saying that. She's not afraid to take risks. I mean, like National Treasure last year. Yeah. I think the, the, her sort of lasting legacy will be the sort of fly-on-the-wall documentaries, which, mm. you know, the educating the um 24, 24 hours, hours. yeah he's custody just all of those you know the, that, the murder detective because they the... lost big brother just after she's come in she was sort of desperately searching for something to fill the void and i think they did with that quite brilliantly and obviously mm. you know the acquisitions of fargo and homeland and things like that what do you think she'll be doing next is she going to head back to bbc or do you reckon she'll go t- to the states I or i don't know i'll tell you what's odd though is the way she was really knocked down about Bake Off. Yeah. And now she's not staying to sort of see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, it's almost be, as if she's got labelled with that and then isn't going to stick around with the Ferrara. And also, a show we've discussed several times on the podcast, Feud, which is the Ryan Murphy show uh, about the feud, <laughs> as it would happen, yep. uh, between Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. That is actually coming to BBC Two later on this year, and they have shown other Ryan Murphy shows, mm. most noticeably American Crime Story, O.J. Simpson versus the, the people, people, or the people versus O.J. Uh, so it's not <laughs> that, that, not which that way obscure. You put that. I think but, the interesting um, thing is, I'm, I'm not surprised that they bought it, because of course we know that a later series, which is in production, is Charles versus Diana. I'm not so surprised. I can't imagine how awful up. that is going to be. Yeah. Well, it's going to be so horrendous. Especially if they're reusing like he does with other things, reusing the cast of... All they're Sarah doing Paulson is No, surely okay. Susan Sarandon as Fergie. She's got the hair. Yes. I wouldn't but, be surprised yes. if Fergie tries to play Fergie. You know, the one at the Black Eyed Peas, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, head to the western area. That's my phone, oh. so can you just bear with me a second? That noise sounds like someone magically appearing or <laughs> disappearing. <laughs> Hello? Well, I'm on the podcast at the moment. Dad, can I call you back? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. What does he want? This is recorded. You're not live on... No, but I told him I was going to be recording a podcast, so I'll have to speak to him later. God. Anyway, right, okay. It's 2017 t- trailers. Uh, obviously, last week we dealt with ABC, so this week we're going to look at NBC... It's fair to say that uh, we've had a bit of trouble getting hold of some of the trailers. The reason being, as Matt found out, is that a lot of these shows are mid-season replacements. But we have a little synopsis of them, and we can talk about them very briefly. Of the dramas, there are one, two, three, four, five. Uh, one, first one is The Brave. The plot of this is absolutely totally stolen from the art from Our Girl second series that was on recently. A medical doctor in a foreign country that is abducted from her van. I mean, it's almost lifted straight from the uh, from that from our girls, you know, show, isn't it? This has got a very homeland versus the unit type feel. So the brave is a special unit that deal with extraction of of uh, kidnapped people. Very macho, you know. But uh, what did you guys think? <laughs> it looks very well. Luke has a, a, a laughing fit. I would um, say that it looks very, as you say, very homelandy. When you finished. Luke, can you mute your microphone or do something else? What? What's wrong? He's read something you've written. 
Matt knows me so well. Basically, when we do the podcast, we have a um, written guide uh, to let us know what we're talking about so we don't go too off script or forget what we're supposed to be discussing. And um, in the bit where Gary... (laughs) See, I'm laughing again. In the bit where Gary had written um, about the trailers, he'd put that one of the comedies starred, or one of the dramas starred, Josh Radner. Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother, but he'd written. And <laughs> I don't know why this is funny. <laughs> he's written How I Met Your Moth, which isn't that funny. <laughs> but for <laughs> but 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 for some reason, I just pictured a sitcom where um. This guy was telling the story of how he met his pet moth for the first time. Anyway, um, enjoy. What? <laughs> Luke? I don't get it. We'll get that. We'll get that. <laughs> Is he laughing at how I met your moth? Seriously, Luke, just, mute, mute your microphone whilst oh, you have a heart attack. That's not that funny. I know, it just struck me as funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so Good Girls, unfortunately, there was no trailer for that. but it's, This is uh, a mid-season one, isn't it? Yeah, it's three suburban mums who hold up a store for money. So again, feels very, I don't know, that kind of feels like a BBC drama that I've watched. Probably the most interesting, based on, you know, sort of what we saw, was um, Law and Order True Crime, The Menendez Murders. Now, this is um, obviously uh, The People versus OJ, but thankfully with no juice. Eddie Falcao? Eddie Falco. Falco. Uh, obviously Falco. from Nurse Jackie and The Sopranos. She's playing the lead, uh, the lead defending, uh, the I lead think defendant. This looks uh, so much like OJ Simpson, The People versus because um, the horrible wig that Edie Falco is wearing. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I did, yeah. It's very wiggy. Uh, another one with no trailer. Probably the most interesting sounding uh, is Rivera. Uh, there's no trailer, but it's a cycle. Reverie. 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 Oh, well, okay. Fair enough. That's uh, the word. That's that the, the word. word. <laughs> okay. Uh, set in an ultimate reality, <laughs> starring Sarah Shahaya and President Palmer. Well, I've forgotten his name, but he's President Palmer. Dennis Haysbert. The last drama is Rise. Now, there's no trailer about this one. It's a school drama based on a true story. The only person I recognised was Ted from How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. It's a true story, this one, isn't it? About a... Struggling theatre department. It looks quite sort of indie film esque. Yeah, I yes, that. yes. It's basically Josh Radnor with a beard, so you know it's a bit. But, but you know, of course, as well, the worrying thing is based on a true story. That that doesn't necessarily always mean it's going to be good. The, the remake and return of Will and Grace. Uh, again, there's been, not been a trailer put together for that, but uh, because they're going to have musical, so, but there's a whole musical. Sequence. That was terrible. But, I mean, I liked it when it was on, but I'm, I don't think anyone I, was really clamouring it for. I, it I don't think it's back. been away long enough. I mean, no, we talked last week about I, uh, Roseanne coming back to ABC. Yeah. I mean, that's been what twenty years, fifteen years. I mean, yeah, Will and Grace feels like it was yeah. on like about three weeks ago. Okay, but it finished... Channel Four, it probably was. Yeah, yeah. Depends how early you're up. Um, Two thousand six, it finished, so it's not been the way that ten long. years. Uh, Eleven years. years. Personally, not going to bother with Will and Grace. Is anyone else? No. Okay. 
I, I don't think any of those uh, dramas or comedies particularly grab me in the same way that the ABC ones did last week. But we shall proceed. Uh, apparently, according to my research, some of the shows that Fox have got coming up are a little better, so we'll probably do them We've next. got trailers, we, Fox. Two new Canadian shows uh, made it to our screens last week. Uh, Ransom is currently showing on the Universal Channel, and I think this isn't bad. It's a procedural show. Basically, uh, it's about a, a unit that works outside of the police. It's a private unit that negotiate ransoms on behalf of parents or companies. The first episode is fast-paced. It introduces a new character, which is the way they do all their exposition. It starts out being nobody, nobody you would ever, nobody you would ever heard of, because of course we're not familiar with Canadian actors or actresses. If you if you've got the Universal Channel or you've got Catch Up, I would recommend giving it a go. If you like a fast-paced procedural show, not too much, you know, ex- you know talking about what they're doing, they're just straight in action doing it. Um, it was what very... about Colby Smulders from How I Met Your Mother? <laughs> She's Canadian. <laughs> Is Thanks. she not in it? No. Uh, the second was the BBC4 Nordic Noir slot has been given to something that does no longer require subtitles. Uh, <laughs> this is Cardinal. Cardinal is a grumpy, um, almost Rebus-like uh, detective. Stereotype. Yeah. Very stereotyped. And the episode is basically him uh, reopening a former case that he was on, uh, where he now believes that there is a link for a serial killer. Uh, in the area that he's Death working in. Death of a in. young Inuit girl called Sarah Pine. That's it, well done. Not and a very the... Inuit name, I was a bit no. disappointed. In Pine, it. maybe. What were you looking Pine, for, yeah. running water or something? You know, big big chief, little... <laughs> yeah, little tree. <laughs> or little ice cube. <laughs> he has a new partner um, who is uh, Canad- French-Canadian. And um, he's very suspicious to start with. You know, he doesn't really want to include her. You think it's just to do with the fact that, oh, she's new. And, you know, he he basically just instead of helping him, she gives him he gives her all these cases that he can't deal with now that he's on this murder case. He's quite the the renegade. You know, he's previously gone against the rules and been suspended or been all of that. Well, that was refreshing in a police drama. Well, that's right. Basically, what he'd what he'd done previously was he'd run the resources ragged trying to find the murder of this girl trying to convince them because there was no body was there he was trying to convince them that she hadn't run away that she was dead and nobody believed him again not you know a new idea finally you know a cop who plays by his own rules i've never seen that that's right yeah Yeah. i I don't think that would make much of a show though a cop that follows the rules but i don't know right at the end we are revealed to the fact that internal affairs are investigating Cardinal and they're using this new detective as a way to keep tabs on him. Up to the twist, I was struggling um, a yeah. little bit. I would say this was quite slow, detailed, lovely scenery, you know, but not really anything grabbing very... me. But I have to say that right at the end, that twist, it got me a bit. It, it, it pulled me in. Very true detective. It was all very whispery. There was a lot yeah. of whispery. Cardinal looked like Rupert Everett, but was whispering like he was on like series two of True Detective. <laughs> yeah, there was I, a lot I, of that. Too stereotypical for me, which is a shame because, as you quite rightly say, we've never reviewed a Canadian drama. We all love crime drama when it's done well, mm. but I just found that this just ticked mm. too many familiar boxes. And also, and you, haven't, me anything you haven't mentioned the fact that his wife has got Alzheimer's, is in the home, and he's all moving oh, about course. that yes, as well. Oh, of course, yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's quite a big plot point. He, he's right. just, just, he just can't catch a break. <laughs> and also, I didn't like the fact that he was John Cardinal. John Cardinal. Yeah, that was yeah. the wrong way. You were going that, instant, it, in a Immediately, <laughs> it was like, I think it's, it's just like it was all a load of cloth jokes. What I would say <laughs> is that 
I just didn't like the pace of this very much. No, it was too no, slow, no, and that, I didn't like, and, and they didn't give you enough reason to like him either. No, he, mm-hmm. he's not a likable character, and uh, yeah, there is a lot of that. I did like some of the the procedural work in it. You know, the actual no, going I've out. Seen there. It all, no, I've seen it too much. And really, that's the problem that. is there was nothing new. You know, she she noticed that all the the white goods that had been bought were bought from the same shop. Then they worked out that it was someone that was staking out the joint. You know, I mean, it was there wasn't anything sort of earth shattering in there. You're quite right. I, the second the episode, second reinstallment. Yeah, of, of the handmaid's tale, tale uh, <laughs> was on Channel Four over the weekend Sunday. Uh, if you want to be precise and correct about it. Um, it's not easy going this show. It really is, no. and and uh, the second episode I enjoyed a lot of about. Can it. I can I ask you just because what what you thought of the first episode? Because you weren't here last week, so what, briefly, <clears> what did you think of the first episode? I was. I think it was Matt who said he got to a point where he was going to put it down and come back, and then was drawn back in. That's how I felt. I think from the moment they started kicking the living daylights out yeah, of the man, I think we both I thought, said wow, that, didn't we? This is we quite something, and and I think. Elizabeth Moss is just so yeah. engaging. And yeah. you're with you're with her regardless. I just found the pace of it a bit. Yes, I would I, agree. The second episode, especially, I did. Stri- yeah. I, I watched it, but I was apart from yeah. the the one bit I did like was the Scrabble game. Oddly, everything else. What what did you what did you? Th- I mean, we don't have to analyze it too deeply. But what what's that all about in your mind? Well, I think he's got a bit of a thing for her. Like he knows that she's more than just a you know a womb. This room outside the womb is what you're saying. He's basically almost preferring her to his wife, who looks a bit sort of a a stick up her uh, backside. And because the show is is quite a downer anyway in its subject matter, when the pace slows, it it really, really, you know, I really struggle to maintain it. But it's that annoying thing where in the last 10 minutes it got good again. Yeah. It's almost like uh, it's almost like they're doing that on purpose. <laughs> I enjoyed the flashback as well, even though oh, we yeah. up with more of the interceptor. So it keeps annoying me because I keep going. I think I'm done, and then in the last fifteen twenty minutes, it gets good, and I think no, I'll give it one more. But I'm, I'm being messed around. I agree completely with what you're saying. The pacing is draining. The subject matter is draining. Elizabeth Moss is brilliant, and then the last fifteen minutes makes me think, oh. I'm intrigued again, and I'm going to watch the third I, one. I think you will like the new Top of the Lake more, which she's also excellent. Yeah, in. I'm sure. I and will. and uh, and now I've been in her presence. I think like the other people at the panel, I can call her Lizzie because that's how they referred to oh, her. Oh, can we all call her Lizzie? Because you've been in. Uh, we'll all call her Lizzie. So Lizzie, Mo- so is that you done with the Handmaid's Tale, Matt? No, I think I'm. I'm exactly. I think we feel the exact same way about this. It's weird. Yeah. I think we're on the same page here. I think I'm gonna just going to have to take it one episode at a time with this, which is not how I deal with things normally. Normally I can cut the cord or keep going easily. But yeah, Handmaid's Tale, Sunday at 9 on Channel 4, Episode 3. Uh, Gary, how do you feel? Are you going to keep up? Or not? Oh yeah, I'm going to keep watching. I just I just didn't get a chance. I mean, I, I was out a lot of the weekend, so I did well, yeah, that. You had a beard. Yeah, yeah, that was at least a day. Done, yeah. Just get rid of that beard. Yeah. Also, while we're west, we'll just bring up to speed. We have finished the fifth season of The Americans, which is a show I would marry and have babies with. We can discuss the episode, the final episode, episode 13. But how have you felt about the series as a whole this year? The season as a whole, I've enjoyed 
This episode, though, I was expecting something a bit bigger. Yeah, I know, and I, I remember you said that, and I said that. We both said this about yeah. the end of the fourth series as well. You imagine because it does build, well, uh, it builds slowly. You had you had at least a sort of payoff with the Dylan Baker story last time. Uh, you know, mm. you had the whole him him being captured by the FBI. You had the stuff with Martha. You had quite a lot of stuff at the end towards the end of season four. Here, nothing seemed to sort of end really i mean the the sort of story going in was that philip and elizabeth wanted to go back to russia and, and um is it claudia the margot martindale character yes yes was sort of sorting it out for them and and poor old henry wasn't allowed to go to his private school anymore that bit really annoyed me i was like just let him go He's had a just leave him run. there leave him but then obviously the big revelation again i liked how they did this because it was the kimmy storyline which has very much been on the backbone in the last couple of seasons mm. but her father is it who's becoming head of counterintelligence mm. yeah something okay. like that yeah yeah it was head of counterintelligence though wasn't it was it? yeah well done for well, CIA, cia soviet division so he's basically now that they're going to be able to get all the intel from him so they've had to, they've decided now that they've got to stay in the country sort of for the greater good a lot of critics that I've... Because Americans love... American critics love the Americans. But a lot of mm. critics have said they feel like this series was slower and less developed mm. because they knew they had series six. They've only got ten next year. I think this season as a whole has been more focused on the relationships rather than the spying stuff for me. There's a lot of stuff that didn't go anywhere, like the food stuff. That, that sort of got dropped. I thought it was going to be you know, a massive plot line throughout. Yeah. The one thing that I felt they didn't spend any time with at all in this last episode was Oleg, who got really left out in the in the cold. You know, yeah, you, you thought he was going to get, so, you know, something was going to either he'd get arrested or he'd get sort of cleared out of suspicion, something, but mm. he just sort of left. I think the only time we saw him was he was talking to his mum about being in a prison camp or something like yeah. that. I don't know whether it was this episode or the penultimate where they alluded to the fact that Martha might adopt a young Russian That's orphan. That's this last I episode, like, yeah, like yeah, this that. one. Because I like that. that gives that him a, the, her happy yeah. ending. Yeah, this seems to suggest that was the end, uh, the sort of the last we'll see of Martha, I, I believe. The big, I suppose, incident was the fact that... Um, Pasha, the young Russian boy of the family that Philip and Elizabeth are pretending to be friends with, with their South Korean um, adopted child, Twan. There's only was, Twan. <laughs> was um, convinced to commit, not commit suicide, but sl- slit his, his wrist in a way yeah. that he wouldn't, like, you know, kill himself, basically, and as a sort of a cry for help. And it had the sort of desired effect that um, Pasha and his mum we're going to go back to Russia, but Pasha's dad was staying because he'd be mm. um, put in prison for, um, what's the word now? For Perjury absconding. Type of thing? Or, yeah, absconding. Treachery, you know. When I started watching The Americans, I kind of thought at the beginning, oh, I really like the idea of Stan and, and, and Philip and Elizabeth being in that interrogation room. All three of them, Stan one side of the table and Philip and Elizabeth the other, and talking about it. I don't think we're going to get that. It feels like it's moved far away from that now, and I still want Stan to catch them, but I don't think the show's mm, about I that don't. Now. Do I, I never have. Do you not want no, at not least really. to show that? Do you not at least want him to find out? I want him to find out, but I don't necessarily want him to capture them. I don't... 
Or at least have a showdown how, with them, at least. Not not maybe... How lenient them. he's been with o- Oleg and all that stuff. And, you know, the um, he doesn't want him to suffer, you know, him to be hunted down. So I think he'd probably feel the same. I think we're seeing how Stan is with people that he's got to like, even though they are on the other side, so to speak. What end game would you be happy with? Cause it is... You asked me this before and I yeah, told but, you. But now, yeah, but I don't remember, <laughs> or I may have edited it out of the podcast or my mind. So well, tell I said, me I, I don't know. I don't, this probably won't come true now, but I did say... Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes as certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the time that I thought they flash forward 20 years into the future and Paige would be a Roman spy and Henry would be an FBI agent and they would sort of clash with each other. We, yeah, we sort of had more credence after... That, that doesn't happen. With Henry now getting a tour of the uh, FBI from Stan. I'm so jealous. I don't know. He, got to, he got to meet Male Robot. I want to meet Male Robot. Male, male Robot is amazing. <laughs> On um, I, the AV Club, on their reviews, they do do a male robot watch on every review. He's not been in it uh, enough this series. No. Was it last season he was a pivotal point where Martha yes. was sort of... Yeah. Using him. She abused male yeah. robot for the she good of She abused male robot. I'd like them to get away, I think. I think you've, you've got that much sympathy for them. I loved the wedding episode. Oh, um, I, I loved the that. stuff with Paige in the dark room and they got Master Tim. He's gone now to work in a mission somewhere. But I hope that Stan at, at least discovers that these friends yes. that he's made. But I don't know. I don't know whether it's because this I series think he'll wasn't so much it. about I... anything, was yeah. it? Really? I think no. I think he will discover it. I think he will discover it. But I don't think that you'll get the interrogation scene between the two of them. Maybe he lets them go. We'll just have to that's, wait. That's a nice yeah. idea that he would find out and let them go. Yeah, for the good of Paige and Henry and. I yeah. like that idea. These next ten episodes are, need to be quite pacey, and I don't know if the pace seems to have dropped away. I still like it, and I still really like. I get the feeling it's going to pick up again. It's going to be sort of very focused. But they alluded It'd be to the fact to that just just Elizabeth was going to be doing the spying, and he was going to run the estate, uh, the travel agency. Yeah, because they they built up a they built up a home there at that travel agency. Yeah. I love the thought of these. There's these people who work for them have got no idea at all. It's just they're yeah. just working at this travel agents and. Yeah, I sound like I'm being quite um, down on it, and I'm not. I think this series was really, really, really strong. But when you think of it as a penultimate series to a long-running series, if it hadn't have happened, I don't know what we'd have missed out on. Apart from Paige becoming this sort of ninja 
type and Henry <laughs> and Henry um just learning that he's maths. really intelligent and has got a girlfriend and things like that because all the no toy leg, stuff right, is no done. Game rush, yeah. I liked all that, I have to admit. But yeah. um I'll say they they have done a good job of making me sympathise with Oleg now. A character who I originally had very little sympathy for or anything like that. I like how he's been out on his own this season and stuff. Uh, And Uh, also the stuff with uh, Philip's son, who's now... Yeah, which again didn't go anywhere, really. It didn't go anywhere. It feels like someone wrote the first half of the season and someone different wrote the second half of the season. Well, they went away. They went away on holiday and just came back and wrote the second half without checking what they'd written in the first (laughs) half. Yeah. That's it's like, oh, like. oh, Philip's son's in America now. Better send him back again. You better send him back. It's like they got him there too early and went, no, we'll send him back. <laughs> I'll probably be proved wrong, but I think this was a missed opportunity because it's not like they knew when they were writing this that they were... They did know that they had a sick series when they were writing this, so they could have made it part one and part two of the last series, if that makes sense. But this stands very much on its own. I don't think anything that happened... Is going to particularly carry over, unless we get a Twan spin-off. Twan for the know. money, <laughs> for the show. <laughs> oh, that's just the just the conversation alone was worth it for that. It could be a, a Twan and Pastor Tim spin-off. It could be called uh, "What If God Was uh, Was Twan of Us." Oh, see, I'm, I know Jonah's born would be proud. <laughs> By the way, if you've got your podcast. Uh, cards if you just tick off Joan Osborne I know you've been waiting there for a while for that one yeah, yeah five years finally <laughs> I didn't even know why we put her on the cards originally but that makes sense to that no, no, no. well Shola Rama was on there but we kicked her off a couple of years ago but I really like the Americans and um, fifth yeah. series that we've just talked about is on ITV Encore uh, on Mondays in the UK uh, I don't know how you watch it in the US but find it if you haven't seen it, find Has it. Has FX got an on-demand service? I don't know, some probably FX Now or FX Online or something. Uh, but find it, watch it, binge it before uh, you get to the final season. Uh, reviews with Matt. <laughs> we haven't got time for the gap. <laughs> I don't have time for the gap. <laughs> Please mind the gap. Hello. Oh, it's longer That's every unbearable. time. unbearable. Well, you told me last time. You had a go at me last time when you told me not to do the gap. <laughs> then you had I a go at me. I don't want you to do it again. I can't stomach it. So let's do Broken, because Luke wasn't here last week to discuss it. And well, we were full all... disclosure, I haven't seen Ep 2. Full disclosure. You know, without trying to spoil too much, because I know Luke hasn't no, seen spo- it. No, spoil it, because it's well, going to help me the, decide the, how really I Really, what we're seeing is that these are a number of smaller stories that fit within his bigger story. Well, I suppose there was two new stories that they picked up this week, didn't they? The, yeah. The, the, the smaller one was this um, woman who'd stolen a lot of money to fund her gambling addiction... And was now wanted to kill herself. And she popped up like in two confession sessions, easy for yeah. me to say, with um, Sean Bean's Michael. And I liked their interactions together. I don't know what you thought, because he, she was quite this sort of upfront, like quite almost, um, what's the word I'm thinking of now? Not lecherous, something like um, 
quite forward. Quite brassy, wasn't she? Brassy, she was that's quite, a good word. Yeah, yeah flirtatious. She was quite, yeah, she was quite upfront about her infidelities and the money. And also, she was unafraid of challenging Michael, which I thought was interesting because, you know, he was being very open about the fact that he'd done things in his past that he wasn't happy about in a way to try and relate to her. Mm. But in the end, it, 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 it turned like, was, what did you do? What did you do? Yeah. And, and he did reveal a little a bit about what his previous mm. problems were. Just to point before we go into the other bit of the story, when I went to the screen, uh, Jimmy McGovern said that it wasn't this wasn't meant to be political. And then you watch your like the other story about this, this he's sort of a mentally disturbed boy whose mother is like one of <laughs> his horrible sort of, you know, devout parishioners, basically. And he helps her a lot. The, the boy basically gets kicked out of the. Would it be a secure unit, I suppose, wouldn't it? Be? No, it, it, it's a, it's a, some version of like a special school. Or yeah, something. yeah, like but that. basically, we... he he's told he has to leave because he's the least unwell. The least he's unwell, not, yeah. Yeah, he's not better. He's not, you know, able to go back home. He's just a victim of the fact that they have people so there, with worse there's your, symptoms. There's your NHS cuts. He did benefits last week. You've got your NHS yeah. cuts, and then you've got. Well, the... also, I think social care cuts as well. Yeah, because they, they had no home. You know, there was no post care uh, yeah. put in or anything. You know, nobody was looking at there was no social worker or anything. You know, it and, was just it just seemed like a sort of direct payment situation. And then the uh, other criticism, of course, was of the police who get called when he threatens to kill himself with a knife if Father Michael doesn't appear. The mother rings him. He decides not to answer because he's relaxing with a glass of wine, as you do. Um, yeah. And he basically ends up dead through um, being shot by an armed policeman who he gets it, blinded by a um, pepper spray from uh, yeah. your mate Ashley Loftus, Luke. She's in this one. Oh, I forgot And that. she's going to yeah. be in the next one as well. I mean, that, yeah. that's the thing. The storyline involving the police is going to carry over into the next story, yeah, which I and think is excellent. So then he comes onto the in the garden, waving the knife around, not being able to see, and he's gunned down by an armed policeman and dies. And it really affects Michael more than it does the mother. He's not able to forgive as much as she is. Her sort of need... The scene where she goes into the school, mm. who have just basically sent this kid home, you know, without really a good reason, she basically forgives them and then and says, oh, you know, I want to thank you so much for the life you gave him. And you can just see Sean being like seething in the corner. Mm, yeah, I enjoyed this episode more, I think, than the first one. It felt a little bit less cliche. There was more going on. Um, I think possibly that's because we have a little bit more familiarity with the characters. I would yeah. agree with you. I, yeah. I, I felt a little bit more comfortable with all that was going on. I found I found the scene with the kid with the knife very unsettling because mm. of the people that I work with. And the stories oh, yeah, that definitely. I hear, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't like to be guessing, but I would suggest he has a profound learning disability and men or mental health problem or both. You Absolutely. must have identified yeah. with that hardness of we, having we to discussed say. It, we discussed it, me and a colleague discussed it today mm. at work, actually. So we talked about that incident and, and how we've observed situations that could easily have deteriorated into something like that. So you're still in enjoying life. Broken then, Gary? Yeah, still... the one thing I would say about it, I possibly feel it might be 10, 15 minutes too long. Mm. You I can't do much about that with BBC. No, if I it... know, with the BBC. But I just get the feeling that at the, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit clock-watching towards the end of the episode. Great. Are you going to keep watching it then, Luke? Oh, I'm here still. Um, yes. Yes, yes I, I am. I just didn't... Well, you weren't chance. laughing, so we couldn't tell. No. Um, I, I don't know. From what I'm hearing, though, and it's based upon 
the first one. I just don't think that Sean Bean offers um, his character. He's better in this one, I think. I think you get more uh, of an understanding. There, are there annoying flashbacks still there? And the annoying... Yeah, occasionally, yeah. but they are now more occasional. They're not. They're not every scene. And they're though. given a little bit more context, I think, this time. Next up, we'll go to Ackley Bridge, which is the new Channel Four uh, school drama. Um, we were talking last week, Luke. We can't think of any other 8pm dramas that um, Channel 4 have done. Can you think of any? I can't, no. And I uh, watch an awful lot of Channel yeah, 4. And Brookside I, is I the can't. only thing. That I... yeah. <laughs> Again, this was a Jay Hunt commission um, when Channel 4 were sort of criticised for not putting enough on for, I believe it was the 10 to 14 year old demographic. Ooh. Do they watch telly at eight o'clock? Because I don't, well, I don't know many, I know a couple of that. you by that time, you know. And I can't uh, imagine any of the ones I know watching this at 8 o'clock at night. So all, watching... yeah. all of Luke's favourite shows are aimed at 10 to 14 year olds. They so are. Like they are. Child I'm Genius. Jealous. We uh, love Secret Child Genius. You love Child Secret Genius. Secret Life though. of Four Year Olds. They're all sort of aimed at that age group. And um, there's something yeah. else coming up with um, Guy Martin as well, like an yeah. apprenticeship, apprenticeship Th- thing. This and, has and taken Luke, ages. I love the voice yeah, kid then, Luke, you know. This, this no. has taken ages, yes. Originally called the ABC. I think it's been hanging around on our Coming Soon page for about two years. I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. it was there when I when I was still living at my mum's. And I've, you know, that's, well, that's, that's how we measure time, isn't it? That is it? how yeah. we measure time. Uh, so basically, was, was Matt at, living at the time? Ackley Bridge is a sort of... I don't think we know exactly where it is. We know it's Yorkshire, but they haven't been any more specific than that. No. Uh, it's a sort of area where um, the majority of the white and Asian populations are segregated. They used to go to separate schools. Uh, but now the Ackley Bridge College has uh, merged together the two schools, forcing these people to sort of work together, you know, have classes together and everything like that. Specifically affects two next-door neighbours, uh, Missy and Nazreen, I think, are the names of the characters. Correct, yeah. I saw it this um, so I can remember doing the names, I think. They're really good friends outside of school. They've lived next to it, door to each other for years. Once they start school, things start to go wrong. I, I, I don't think they picked up on this, why she'd had to repeat the year, Missy, who's the... I guessed it was to do with her mother. Yeah, her mother, who's a bit of a drug addict. They live with their nan, played by uh, Ken's mum from Early Doors. There was another Early Doors cast member as well, wasn't there? Because there was um, Mark Benton's wife was the secretary in this. Was she in Waterloo Road as well at one point? She was. She was, she was Bradley's mad wife. wife. Yes. Yeah. Well done. Two, ten points. Um, and uh, where do the... I spe- what do I do with the points? <laughs> Collect just... them and redeem them at the end for a sticker. Okay. <laughs> It really is like being in school. Uh, and um, I believe, like Nazreen and her sisters, they live with their mother, and there's no man in the house there, is there? Because at one point, one uh, their the... mother was someone I recognised, Anita Sarkra of, Thank you. Uh, formerly, well done, of Gary. formerly of Brookside, and of uh, Strictly Come Dancing. She was on a few. That's years ago. what I remember. Oh, and Casualty then. She played. The, she is the dinner lady at the school, and I liked her in this. It was a bit of a different role for her, I think. Um, Normally, again, she, very, very forward. I'll use the word brassy yeah. again. So. She was standing, like, really sort of standing up to... It was like one of their uncles or something who was coming in saying she couldn't be friends with yes. the girl next door. Um, also in this, you've got Joe Joyner, who plays the headmistress, who's determined for this to work. Paul Nichols as her uh, PE teacher husband, who's a bit thick. Citizen Khan himself, Adi Ray as oh. the... As the but, sponsor, but thankfully not, not playing as Citizen Khan. So. No. That would be even odder. <laughs> and my favourite, uh, Liz White, as the English teacher who's you a know, bit... I, 
Gosh, that's no, a, who's a, who's uh, a bit of a she's a bit of a party girl in this, but she has. I sort of feel got a sorry heart for and... Liz White. She's uh, a brilliant actress, and she gets just the worst roles. I, I didn't. I was, didn't like her in this. Either. I thought she was the best thing. She her her basic story arc is that her estranged daughter turns up, having sort of been kicked out by her. I'm guessing ex husband or ex partner. Mm. Basically, her daughter gets a bit annoyed. Uh, puts a photo, a topless holiday photo of her mum on Twitter and events occur. Uh, So You can read your full review on the website. You can read my full review on the website. Gary really needs to know what you thought Ah. of this. I don't remember watching Waterloo Road when it came out. I do remember you guys discussing it a fair bit because I know it moved to Scotland and things like that and we talked about that. I, I kind of felt like the timing of this was interesting. You know, well, obviously, o'clock. no, well, no, that that <laughs> and obviously dealing with uh, issues of integration with Muslims because of what's going on in society at the moment. And I thought that was a good angle and a brave move. It's like somebody thought, let's do educating Yorkshire. But instead of the school being good, let's make it bad. And it's all the good characters that stood up and read that had never read in class. Let's make them you know, racists and, and and all those things. All those good things about educating literature, they turned into bad. And make it, and I, like, all stereotypical and cliche. One thing I didn't yeah. mention there yeah. is, is, like, really sort of rebellious boy who's doing all these, Hated you know... It. Yeah, like, um, he's... Oh, yeah, I, I didn't like he puts some, He pretends he's converted to Islam, does a big, oh, we're, we're no hopers in this, blah, blah, blah. Actually, one of the best scenes for me, and it was such a small one, but it plays into your thing there gary was where they were picking the football teams and yeah uh, i thought that was quite good you've been simmering in the background there go on no i'm not been simmering i think the difference between this and waterloo road is waterloo road sort of knew that it was rubbish it did it sort of it was tongue-in-cheek waterloo Mm. road and it, it never took itself too seriously this i found just to be a poor rip-off of it i didn't think it offered anything mm-hmm. new i didn't think the the characters were particularly interesting i didn't think the acting was very mm. good i think joe joiner and paul nichols are two of the blandest actors and actresses we have i, I didn't believe that they were married no, no i agree no, no no i like there was the, more I, chemistry between joe joiner and chris addison in that sky one comedy than there was between them two <laughs> i thought you were getting nadia ray and chris addison mixed up then uh, no. uh, but i would yeah i i did like the two young actresses playing missy and nazarene the, the yeah i felt that in, uh, i suppose the thing we ought to say is right at the end missy's character is very much now trying to kind of get at nazarene isn't she she's yeah. asked a boy at the school to try and sleep with Nazarene to destroy her re- re- reputation. I, I just, I also felt that I was just past this. I, d- I mean, <laughs> Waterloo Road started it's in It's not really aimed at us, I think, Lee. That's no, the thing. No. And yeah. one thing, and I did bring this you up know. in my review, but as Gary mentioned it, I think Channel 4 have shot themselves in the foot a bit because with the educating yeah. series, we can see what life is like in a real school and it's nothing like this. Yeah, not at all. It's a, bit, it's a lot more subtle and diverse and you do get those kids that are acting up, but you get the sort of kids... That, that was the thing. I didn't, I didn't well. see the good side of the school. No. Um, and I don't know whether we will, whether it will be six seven weeks or however long it is of the shoes six episodes so unless they can redeem themselves by and i did like that character and i thought maybe she should have been the focus character was almost a bit sort of teachers-esque which is odd because she was in teachers well that's again yeah i got a bit of a teacher's flashback with her um 
and, and I just didn't, I don't know, I just didn't like that character. One and done. One, One and, and done. done. Again, though, as I say, it's not meant for us, but then Luke likes all those shows that, that are meant to be for the same demographic. So. If a TV show is good, I think it's meant for yeah, I don't yeah. think My Mad Fat Diary was meant for me, but no, I think no. it's fair enough. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com So pick of the week. This is the part where we draw your eyes to something on TV in the next seven days we think you should be watching. Matt. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to maybe, and you're going to poo-poo me because you've probably already seen this and you're going to say it's rubbish, but I'm quite intrigued by The Lock on Sunday. Oh! PM. Sorry, on sorry. Why? Awful. Awful. Is it? Is it awful? Awful. Oh, okay. awful. But yeah, enjoy it. Javon <laughs> <Devon, laughs> Finneran is in this. I yeah, that's my, yeah, but awful. I'm going to steal yours then, Luke, and say the American season five, which is in on, that case. On, I'm on, just going to jump with you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Should should we do that together? Yeah. One, Let's hold two, hands. three. The Americans. <laughs> the Americans. Like Delbert Louise moment. I feel you know. Yeah, you're on your showing the fifth series. It's already all done in America, but. Fifth series starts 10 o'clock on ITV Encore on Monday. It's still one of the best dramas on television, The Americans. I'm going to go for uh, the repeats of Educating Yorkshire on W. You uh, didn't watch this originally, did you? No, I didn't. No, I think I watched the first episode, but I didn't watch all of it, so I might... Because of the the accents, I I struggle with the accents. I'll just turn the subtitles on, you know. Don't worry about it. None of us have mentioned Fearless. Does that mean it's Tosh? Well, I know know that Luke's already said that that's Tosh. Okay, I think it's Tosh. A real return to form for ITV dramas at nine o'clock, yeah? You've got a very sort of low Tosh tolerance. tolerance. Oh, my Tosh tolerance is... (laughs) Yeah, it's not in a great place. Well, he's dead now, isn't he, Tosh, from from the bill? I don't know. That's a really obscure obscure reference there. Well, the bill, that's a really obscure reference. (laughs) Um, but so yeah, I I think Fearless and the Lock are traditionally well, awful ITV. But we will discuss them next week. I'm sure we will yeah. we'll be watching them. We will watch them so that yeah. you don't have to. Yes. Yeah. I think Gary will probably like Fearless for all the reasons I don't like it. So we'll see. I but you've, you've given him some sort of expectation now. I know. I know. Oh, I never listen to what Luke says. Don't worry and about And it's that. written. It's written by Patrick Harbson, who co-wrote Homeland and stuff. And you know, I liked. Homeland for a time, but I do know this that. Is, this I'm, is still, I'm still working okay. my way through Homeland. I'm watching something that we're not, and you think that we should be. Uh, you can email us, let us know, custardtvreviews at gmail.com. You can tweet us all individually. I'm Luke Custard TV. At the Gary Show. Worth visiting just for the beardless pictures. Yes, the pictures. And Matt is what? At, at Matt's TV Bites. Facebook.com, give us a poke, we love it. Facebook.com for us, that's the TV. Individual reviews can be found using our YouTube channel, um, which, as I always say, is the individual review accompanied by a still of, of the programme we're discussing. Um, YouTube. What's wrong with that? Should it be a still of it? Yeah. 
still of a different A still of a different program that we're not talking you can, about. <laughs> just throw people off the scent. You probably can just subs- want still of him on the, on the YouTube. You That's what can you- subscribe online to us to get the podcast delivered to you, either through Stitcher or through yeah. iTunes or through Spreaker. Overcast. Or, one, or Overcast. Whatever you want. Just make sure that you tell all your friends how brilliant we are. And if you're on iTunes, give us a five-star review there. Let everybody know how wonderful Have we, we are. Have we had any emails to custardtvreview at gmail.com? Yes. Uh, Matt Zaccardo is ready. Not in the last week or so, no. So Where we'll is? be back soon uh, on the Custard TV podcast to discuss those ITV dramas and a whole lot more. Thank you and good night. Good night. Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. I think that it's programs like this that help people realize that they're not alone. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.